Hey everyone, uh, it's so good to be with you. I hope that you are going to get involved in all the things that are going on in, the, in church life. But now it's time for the word. If we have not met before, my name is Jean-Michel. I'm one of the pastors here. And I count it a, an honor and a privilege to bring the word today. I'm going to trust God that he's going to speak to us. And as we start off today's session, uh, we're going to get a little bit deep, a little bit personal. I'm going to let you guys in a little bit to my married life with my wife, Jenna. And here's the thing. There is a war going on in our household. We are waging a war. And I know she'll be nervous because she doesn't know what I'm talking about. But um, there's definitely, there's a war going. It's a war that has gone on for ages. I mean, it predates our wedding. It predates us dating. It actually even predates uh, us being born. I mean, this is a war that's been waged in households for centuries, maybe even millennia, thousands of years. And if you are married, you probably know what I'm talking about. This war that I'm waging with my wife, she wants to sleep with all the windows closed. <clears throat> this war that's been waging between me and my wife, I want to sleep with the windows open. She wants to sleep with the whole house closed, locked down like a cave buried deep down in the ground, no air, no ability to survive, just stuck. And I want the windows open. I want air. I want to be able to breathe. I want cool air to come in. Guys, I run hot. I don't know if your guys' marriages are like this. So I run hot. I want some cool air to come and flow through the room while we sleep. Or I struggle to sleep. But my wife, she's the complete opposite. I don't know if it's the same with you. But I find that my wife gets cold really easily. I don't know if it's the same for you uh, at your home, but I, I find my wife gets cold really, really easily. And I just am hot all the time. I mean, I don't even know if maybe it's even my European genes. I don't know. But I love winter. I love snow. I'm hot all the time. So you'll find me happiest when I'm at an ice rink or it's winter time and it's cold outside. You know, the thing that I love the most about winter, and my wife says I'm literally mad for this, is I love getting into a freezing cold bed at night in the dead of winter. Freezing cold. I can get into the bed. I can get the covers on. I can snuggle up. I can get warm. It's the best thing ever. She thinks I'm mad because she's freezing. She has to use an electric heating blanket to help her out. And uh, it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, but I can't touch that heating blanket, that electric blanket. If even my foot touches that thing, man, it's like I overheat and I explode. I just, I can't do it. And she'll tell you that maybe that's not quite true because, and I'll concede every now and then in the dead of winter, I like to have a little bit of that electric blanket. Just put my foot there just to warm up a bit, but then I got to go away, right? I run hot, but she is so different. In wintertime, I come alive. In wintertime, my wife hibernates. She goes to sleep. And, uh, and we're so completely different. I love winter. She loves summer. 
those of you who know my dad, the senior pastor of this church, he loves summer. He can't stand winter. He grew up in Mauritius where there isn't really a winter. And so he just, he loves summer. He hates winter. And so this war has been going on in my household where I just want some cool air to come in. And maybe it's the same in yours. I love winter. My wife just hibernates through winter. Maybe it's the same in your household. I don't know. But, why, you know, the reason that I'm bringing all of this up is just this idea of seasons, man. In life, we go through seasons, right? Winter, summer, spring. We go through all these seasons. But spiritually, we also go through seasons. We go through all kinds of different seasons. We go through seasons of harvest, seasons of sowing, seasons of plenty, and also seasons of difficulty. We really do. And today... I want to talk about this idea of seasons. I want to talk about some of the difficult seasons that we go through, the things that you and I face, sometimes the hardest and most challenging of seasons. And, you know, just like I love winter, maybe you hate winter. The reality is when we go through tough seasons, difficult things, it's not nice. Nobody likes to go through a difficult season. And as human beings, sometimes we end up kind of not looking at any value in this season. It's bad. Everything's bad about it. And so there's nothing good about it. And so today, what I want to talk about, our message title today is, Don't Devalue the Season. Come on. Don't Devalue the Season. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come into your presence right now, and we ask that you would speak your word. We ask that you would come into us, you would open our minds, you would fix our eyes on you, that we might hear your voice, that we might learn, and we might grow. We ask for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, check this out, church. Seasons are not stepping stones. Right, so I want to be a little bit sensitive today because in our church right now, There are people going through all kinds of seasons. Maybe you're in a season of plenty. Maybe you're in a season of harvest where you are receiving of the work that you've sown into. Maybe life is good. Maybe family is good. Maybe your job is good. And we we praise God for that. That's amazing. But there are so many people in our church and in our local body, and maybe that's you today, that are going through the toughest, toughest of seasons. Maybe you're struggling with a sickness that's not going away. Maybe you're struggling financially, you're looking for a job, or maybe your business is not performing the way that it should, and you're struggling. Maybe you're going through a tough season, and I want to be empathetic right now because these seasons are tough, they're difficult. And sometimes we think, okay, well, we're Christians, we believe in prosperity, we believe in favor, we believe that God has the best for us, and we do believe that. And so we feel like we're just going from one kind of good moment, good season, to another one. And whatever comes in between is just transition. It's just stepping stones to get from one good space to another good space. And these things, they they don't mean much. They're just stepping stones. You just got to have enough faith. You just got to get through it. And on the other side, everything's going to be okay. But I want to tell you today that seasons are not stepping stones. It's not a transition moment. Even though you might be transitioning from one place to another, the season is not 
a stepping stone. There is purpose, there is meaning, and if we will lean into what God is doing in these moments when we go through these struggles and these issues and we find it so difficult, if we'll lean into those moments, God will do something that we could never even imagine. You see, being present in your season Being present in it, experiencing it, and using it for what it is. Doing your best despite the circumstances, despite it being an uncomfortable place. This is what true integrity is. Check this out. You know, some of you are going through really tough times. Let's say in your your health, and you're praying and you're trusting God for healing, but it's not yet coming. This is one this is one thing, and again, I, w- I want to empathize right now. I want you to know that we care and God cares. But check this out. Maybe you're struggling in your job. Maybe you are facing something that's completely unfair. Check this out. Maybe you're in your workplace and you put in the effort. Maybe you qualify for promotions. Maybe you're the right person for the job. But every time you apply, someone else seems to get the job that you're looking for. Someone else seems to get the promotion you're looking for. Sometimes you're overlooked by those above you. Maybe people are spreading rumors and doing things that make you seem like the bad guy, and so you don't end up getting the rewards for the hard work you're putting in. It's a completely unfair season. But here's the thing. It's not just that. Maybe in your relationships, you're putting the effort in to try and build a relationship with your spouse or with your kids, and you're doing the best that you possibly can, but it just seems to go overlooked. It, it seems like whatever you do, is it doesn't make a difference. Man, I want to tell you today that these seasons of difficulty that we go through, it's real integrity when we choose to put our best in, to maintain faith in God, to say, you know what, even though I'm going through this, I'm not going to give up. Because check this out, seasons like this where we go through unfair trials that just don't make any sense, they cause us to give up. And maybe you feel this way today. Maybe you feel like you've done everything that you can. Maybe you feel like you've, you've given everything that you possibly can. And you know what, there's just nothing left. You've prayed every prayer. You've done everything that you possibly can, but you're not finding the solution. Today, you're in a tough season. You're in a difficult season. But giving your best, being present in that season, not compromising even though you're uncomfortable, these are really honorable and and integrous things that are part of a Christian's life. Check this out. There are examples after examples of men in the Bible or, 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 or leaders in the Bible who go through God-ordained difficult seasons. Man, it's so tough to even understand and try and think about, but check it out. Moses did this. He was taken into the desert for years. He spent 40 years in that desert, and he had to spend time with God. God was shifting him and changing him, but he was in a desert season, but God had a plan for him. Check it out. Jesus is exactly the same. He gets, t- he gets led not by the devil into the wilderness, but by the Holy Spirit He gets led into the wilderness to be tested. He literally gets led by Holy Spirit into a difficult season where he must fast, full fast, 40 days, and be tested by the devil, by the enemy. It's crazy. But Holy Spirit knew what he was doing. 
It wasn't the devil that led him out there. It was Holy Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit had a purpose and a reason in that season. Don't devalue the season that you find yourself in. Check it out. God has a plan. He has a purpose. He's here to encourage you that even though things seem unfair, even though things don't make sense, He has got a plan for you. Check it out. God is always moving. He will transition you just when He is ready. He will change the season. You know what? Seasons change so quickly. In the dead of winter, you're struggling and it's freezing cold and you're unhappy and you're in the pits of despair because of the difficulty. But all of a sudden, spring comes. Things change. God is always moving. And so today, we're going to go into our scripture for today, which is found in Colossians chapter 3. It's a powerful scripture, and we're going to read it together. Colossians 3, if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to that for now. But I want to give you a little bit of context before we read this scripture. So Paul is currently writing to the church in Colossae, the Colossian church. And he has a lot to say to them. And I encourage you, it's not a long book, actually, it's just four chapters I would, I would encourage you to go and read that book. It's amazing, and it's beautiful. In Colossians chapter 1, Paul outlays the gospel of grace, the gospel of hope, what it means to be a Christian. This is what Paul does. And so he, he outlays that the gospel of Christ is so freeing. It's the gospel that removes your sins, that forgives you of all your sins, that empowers you, that gives you life, that gives you everything that you need. That's the gospel. And he commends the Colossian church for taking hold of that gospel from the start, from understanding it, to, to being, for it to be fully revealed in Christ to them. And then he prays that no one would sway these Christians to, be, to believe in something else, to believe in some sort of other gospel, in some sort of other way, in some sort of other religion. He commends them that they need to stay the path to continue in this gospel of grace. And check it out. He says to them, let no one judge you. This is huge. In our modern day context, in where we find ourselves, he says, let no one judge you. And the context of what Paul is saying here is in the idea of religious ideas, especially in a Jewish context, but also in a Roman context, where people would say you need to observe certain practices, eat certain food, dress a certain way, live a certain way, observe the certain feasts and the certain Sabbaths and the certain new moons. You can go and read it in Colossians chapter 2. And he says to the Colossian church, don't be swayed and don't let people judge you because that is temporary. All of these things, feasts and new moons and observing religious ideas for religion's sake is temporary. It's here on this earth and it is fading and passing away. And all that truly counts is to know Jesus and to follow him and to be found in Christ. And so don't worry about eating the right thing, dressing the right way. I mean, have you ever met Christians like this? They want to they want to judge you all the time for how you look, what you say, what you eat, where you go, who your friends are. And obviously, you know, church, I want to be clear here. We want to live God-honoring lives. 
We want to get, live lives of integrity, lives of, of power, li- lives that, uh, that bring glory to Jesus Christ, right? But we're not here about the religious life, about going to church certain times in certain ways, praying certain ways and singing certain songs because else it's not right. That is religion. And Paul is warning fully against that. And he is persuading this Colossian church to find their life not in religious practices, but in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's how we get to Colossians 3. And this is what comes out of that thought. Let no one judge you. If you're not living up to their religious standards, let no one judge you. In Colossians 3, verse 1, it says this. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of the Father. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Come on, can you see what the scripture is trying to say? It's saying that in these moments, in these moments of difficulty, in these crazy seasons that we go through, in these moments where we feel like God is far away, what Jesus is saying, what Paul is saying in this space is that you have been raised with Christ and your life is now in Him. What it means to set your mind on things above is to dwell on the things that are in Christ. Let me ask you this question. What is the gospel of grace? The gospel of grace is that your holiness, your righteousness, your favor, your healing, your deliverance, your salvation is all found in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. It means he paid the price that you might have life. He did the work so that you don't have to work for life, religiously following after rule after rule after rule, man-made, earth-bound rules in order to find God, but that he comes to you. And in fact, not just that he comes to you, but as he dies, We die with him, and then we are raised to life just as Christ was raised from the dead. We are raised to a new life, a life that is hidden in Christ. I want to say this. You don't set your mind on things above by killing issues, by destroying the issues in your life. Check this out. We all face issues, especially those of you that are going through such a tough season right now. You're in the depths. You're in the middle of the most difficult season of your life. Some of you are feeling like there's just no more. There's nothing more you can give. You are at the very end of what you have left to give. Come on, these issues, what is happening? There are issues in our life, whether there are strifes or deficiencies, poverty, lack, whatever the thing is that's going on in your life, these are issues in your life. And the problem with issues is that they shout really, really loud. They shout so loud. Man, when you are in a season where you are financially lacking, it shouts so loud because in this world you need money to survive. When you're going through 
pain and difficulties and, and you need healing, maybe you're facing disease or sickness in your life, it shouts so loud because every morning you wake up and you don't have energy and you're so sick and tired of the pain and you're struggling and you just want it to be over. You just want the season to be done. It shouts so loud. It shouts louder than anything else. It even shouts louder than the word of God in your heart. But I want to tell you this. You don't set your mind on things above by killing issues. You kill issues by setting your mind on things above. When you choose to set your heart on the things of God, on the things that he has for you, when you choose to set your heart in the middle of the season, in the middle of the strife, when you choose to say, God, I'm going to set my mind on you, on what you paid for me, on the price you paid, on the healing and the forgiveness and the redemption and the righteousness that you pour out on me because you bought it, I'm going to set my mind on those things, the things that are in Christ, the things that are above. And as we set our mind on things above, we kill the issues. It gives us the space. It gives God the room to come in and move you into a new season, to come and shift the things in your life in the middle of the season. I'm going to say, you know what? My faith is in God. My trust is in God. My hope is in His gospel. You see, setting your mind on earthly things, these are the things that, that shout loud at us. These are earthbound ideas. Our sickness, in Christ there is no sickness, there is no poverty, there is no lack. But here on earth we still face those things. Those are the things of this world. Paul says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And so there's this conscious act that we do where we choose to set our minds on the things above, the things that are in Christ. And what's in Christ? Your healing, your deliverance, your righteousness, your purity, your holiness. They are in Christ. And we choose to set our minds on those things. As we do that, something changes. Something deep down changes on the inside of us. If you are struggling right now, if you have an issue in your life and it's shouting loud at you and it's telling you over and over again that you're not going to make it, that you'll always be sick, that you'll always be poor, that you'll always be stuck in this season, if that's what's going on in your mind, it's time to set your mind off of the earthly circumstances and onto the things of Christ. You are an overcomer. You are healed. You are delivered. You are prosperous. You live an abundant life. Poverty is not your portion. Sickness is not your portion. Portion. Come on, are you beginning to receive faith today? Come on, it's got to rise up inside of you that you are free. You're full of God's life. You're full of everything in Christ because your life is hidden in Him. Your life is hidden in Christ and His life is your life. What He has is yours. What He has purchased, what He paid for is yours in Jesus' name. Don't devalue your season. God is right now moving in the middle of your 
season, in the middle of the difficulty, in the middle of the joy, in the middle of those high seasons, and in the middle of the lowest of the low seasons. God is present. He is not far. He is not somewhere else. He is right there with you. He cares about you. He knows what you're going through. He sympathizes with you, and He wants to carry you through that difficult season. Come on, we're not going to devalue it as if it doesn't mean anything, but actually we're going to take the time to be present in our season, to be present in the most difficult times. We're going to experience what we need to experience because God is using it. He is going to use it for His glory and for your better. He is moving you through this moment to somewhere greater. And He's teaching us to put our mind on who He says we are, not what the circumstances say that we are. If you have this an issue in your life, you want it to go, set your mind on Jesus' righteousness for you, and you will have it. Can we pray today? Can I pray with you today? I want to be very clear, church. God will never hurt you to teach you. God will never cause pain in your life to mature you. And that's not how God works. But God will use the circumstances and even the difficulties in our lives to grow us, to teach us, to move us forward. He is a good teacher. And He doesn't leave you alone in the hardest season. This is what I know you need to hear today. Maybe you're going through the toughest, the hardest season. He doesn't leave you alone. And He doesn't need you to come and find Him somewhere to try and build a religious bridge to get to Him. He wants to come and find you you. He is with you. In fact, He's already found you. He is with you in that season. And even though it feels like He is so far away, He is right there with you. He is right there with you. And you can trust Him. You can trust Him in that. Let's pray. Father, I thank You today that no matter what we're facing, no matter what the season is that we're going through, that your plan is perfect. That, God, you are here with us, empowering us to move through the seasons. And I pray for every person who is in the middle of that tough season. Lord, will you reveal yourself to them? Will you give them the strength to stand up and say, no matter what I face, I'm going to put my trust in God. I'm going to put my faith in Him. And I'm going to walk through the season that I wouldn't devalue the season today, but that I would see your hand working in the middle of the difficulty that I face. I pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen.